Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. It's always great for more parents to hear these stories and get the information. All right, thank you, and on with the show. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. With Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. There's a lot of information out there about children and technology. For parents, it can be overwhelming. If you read too many headlines, you could believe that your child is about to be consumed by technology, which, of course, is bad for them. But then you read the next headline and you know all of a sudden that they have to be consumed by technology or they won't survive in the future. Professor Lydia Plowman is the Chair in Education and Technology at the University of Edinburgh. She was here as a guest of Early Childhood Australia for their Live Wire conference, and uh, she dispelled a few myths for us. Hi, Lydia. How are you? Hi there. I'm very well, thank you. Do you think that parents, the worry they have over technology is out of proportion to the actual threat that technology poses to our kids? Well, I think that's... An interesting question. I think that we all worry about the role of technology in our lives, and so not just for our children, but also in our working lives and in our uh, in our home lives as well. And that it's quite difficult to feel that we're getting the balance right for ourselves. But I think it's even more difficult for our young children because we're aware that they're in an important stage of development and they're quite they're vulnerable in some ways to the various influences on their life but i think sometimes that uh we maybe get a slightly distorted sense of um how big a role technology has in their lives. So certainly based on the research I've done, which I have to emphasise was in the UK, not in Australia, which was with parents and families of three- and four-year-old children, there was nothing to suggest that they were spending a disproportionate amount of time on technology at that age. I understand that as children get older, then parents tend to get a little bit more concerned about it. But... um, some data that's just come out in the UK from a government organisation called Ofcom, which is the regulator for communications, gets information on on topics like this. And the, the most recent information which came out earlier this year in 2017 shows that children in this age range of three or four are spending up to one hour a day um, on, on technology-based um, activities. And most of the people that I know feel reasonably comfortable about that, I would say. One of your other things that you talked about in the conference was the idea of online safety for kids and that parents don't seem to be talking to their very young children about that. Um, Given that they're only spending about an hour on technology, is that a problem? Well, I think this is something that I'm... um, that's become more of an issue fairly recently, I think. I mean, I think you're making a good point there that if it's if it's not taking up a huge amount of their time, how big an issue is it? But what I've been talking about today is looking ahead a, a little bit um, 
to the role of these internet connected toys and i'm not i don't really have a good sense of how popular they are in australia at the moment but certainly in the united states there's a growing market for these toys that link into the internet in the way in which they can send information about children or their voices their movements and so on and i think that there's um, this is a topic that we need to be aware of in, in the future, that there are these products that gather information from children um, and send it over the internet to various companies or to other products. And parents aren't really aware of that at the moment. And children certainly wouldn't be because it would be something that's difficult for them to understand. But these are toys. These are just normal toys that look like dolls and cuddly toys and teddies and and so on. But they've got these internet connections. And because they don't have screens, it's not as obvious what's going on. So I think when... The the hour a day at the moment is really talking about screen-based technologies like mobile phones and tablets and and so on. But if you start looking ahead to these products that don't have an obvious screen, um, but they're still collecting data, then I think there's an issue that we need to be beginning to think about. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Professor Lydia Plowman. She's a Chair in Education and Technology at the University of Edinburgh. And she's in, she was in Australia as part of the Early Childhood Australia's Livewire Conference. We're just talking then about technology and whether or not our fear is out of proportion with the actual danger. And uh, Lydia was just saying that You know, there are some reasons to be vigilant, but that children that are as young as three and four, in the UK at least, are only spending about an hour a day on actual screens. Lydia, when you talk about um, needing to be sort of on top of that development of the Internet of Things on toys, um, the thing that I can't quite get my head around is whether or not it's made clear to the parent buying the toy that the internet is, that this is an internet-connected toy. Have you seen any evidence of that in the UK? The market isn't very well developed in the UK at the moment. It's, it's mainly an American phenomenon. And actually, um, in the talk that I gave earlier, I quoted from the FBI an alert that they issued to consumers earlier this year saying... Um, that parents and people who buy these toys need to be careful about what they're doing. And they talk about unwittingly disclosing information about their children. And one of the ways in which this can happen is that when you first buy a toy, uh, much as we do sometimes now uh, with new products or even new entering new websites and apps and so on, and you enter some really basic information like your email address, um, but for children it will often be that when their birthday is, sometimes it's about where you live and various bits of information. And these companies, the less reputable companies, we might say, are storing this information and they can sell it on to other companies um, in, in the way that our loyalty cards work in the supermarket or whatever. And they give, you know, they give information that's going elsewhere. And the German Federal Agency has recently issued alerts about the way in which these um, 
fitness trackers that are designed for children that are like smart watches for young children um, can also transmit information about where children are, where their, their location is, which is fine for parents who want to know where their children are. That's a good thing. But for someone who's hacking into to, to those products and getting information about the whereabouts of a child, then obviously that's something that we would worry about a bit more. Mm, absolutely. Um, look, finally, there's been a, a huge push or a lot of conversation, I should say, in Australia around the importance of teaching coding to children as young as kindergarten. Um, do you think our kids need to be on top of technology early on in order to be successful in their future lives? Well, the coding debate is an interesting one, I think, and it's not something that I know a great deal about because it's not an area that I'm actively involved in. Um, I think, for me, that's not so much about their future lives in terms of employment, because after all, for three- and four-year-old children, we don't really know at the moment what jobs are going to need doing um, by the time they're um, looking for employment. Um, but I do think coding offers um, an interesting and useful additional way of thinking for young children. So it's just opening up possibilities for them of um, thinking different in different ways so you you think in different ways when you're drawing when you're right when you're learning to write uh, when you're doing number skills and so on and coding is another way of thinking that that um, is encouraging children to think in a particularly logical way and to think about the consequences of different steps in activities so I think for me it's more about opening up ways of thinking for young children than it is about specific um, jobs further down the line. Professor Plowman thank you so much for your time today. Thank you it's been my pleasure and I've really enjoyed being in Australia for the first time too. <laughs> Brilliant thank you so much. That's Professor Lydia Plowman. She's a Chair in Education and Technology at the University of Edinburgh. And she was here as a guest of Early Childhood Australia for their Live Wire conference. Hi, we're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-it-all knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. Beanies, a podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.